what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Spirit-Filled Real Talk podcast. Today, we are talking about one of my all-time favorites. We're talking about God vibration. Get the spinoff here. Beach Boys, good vibrations. We're talking about God vibration, okay? So this is a huge deal to me. If you followed me for any period of time, you know that my saying and really my brand is under the heading, God's vibes matter. What you don't know (laughs) is that I didn't always know this and I didn't always believe this, right? You might think that it's common sense, but common sense isn't so common. And so where this comes from, this message today, it's coming from a couple of questions that I got this week actually that I want to break down for you. And then also my journey into actual relationship with God and how that radically transform not only me, but my life and everything in it, okay? And how you have the power to step into that too, or really a different way for you to look at your relationship with God, all right? So when I first became a born-again believer, right, I was baptized as a child, but when I really surrendered my life to Christ, okay, (laughs) I had no clue where to start, all right? I literally was in this place of, well... I've tried self-help, I've tried all the programs, the conferences, you know, all the things, and they're not working for me, right? Like, I still feel like I keep trying and trying and trying, and I'm exhausted. I'm not getting the change that I just inherently know is available to me. What gives, right? And if I've tried everything else, why not try God? You know, sometimes we keep God as a last resort until we can't anymore, (laughs) I was one of those folks, okay? But when I started in my relationship with God, I literally, and I talk about this in my first book, God's Vibes Matter, Reclaiming Your Spiritual Authority, I didn't know where to start. Literally. I was like, well, I guess if I'm actually going to pursue getting to know God and see if I can really hear him and be led by him and understand by personal experience what that actually means in my life and how to really prioritize my life around God, I've got to start shifting some of my priorities. Number one, I need to go to a physical store and buy a Bible. (laughs) So I googled a Christian store and was like, okay, I'm sure they have Bibles. I'll like go around and find one that makes sense to me. And then I'll look for devotionals around things that, you know, I'm curious about discerning the voice of God, the full armor of God. What is this armor that we talk about, right? And I just collected all the things that jumped out in me while I was there. And then I decided to set up a simple practice that I could show up for. 
So for me, that happened to be something really early in the day because that was the window that I could create to get out ahead of my day before my day got ahead of me. So I set aside time in the morning. So at 5 a.m., I would sit from 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. Not knowing what was going to happen, but I, I intended to read different chapters of the Bible, just starting with the ones that jumped out at me. So I would, you know, commit to reading a chapter of Proverbs a day, right? And then I would read a chapter of a devotional and apply all of the questions and journal them out. And then I would spend some time journaling as well. I was really curious about prayer. I'd been living my whole life without praying and I didn't know anything about that. Literally, I remember wondering in my head, not out loud, am I supposed to pray just by writing down a prayer? Do I speak it out loud? Is it going to work if I just think it in my head? Like, how does this work? I literally didn't know the mechanics of prayer at all, right? So I just, I didn't know what was going to happen, but I came expectant. I, I was willing to, to invest in getting a Bible, in spending time in the Word, in showing up to that secret place and that quiet time every single day and expecting that something was going to happen, right? And on some days I was tired. On other days I had a ton of energy and wanted to keep sitting there. On other days I was journaling like crazy. On other days I was praying out loud all of a sudden and I was being led from that space. What I did find was the word became active for me. Certain sections would be highlighted to me or the prayers that I was praying, I was starting to see those get answered in my life and start seeing how God was showing up and what it meant to, to walk according to his leadership. First and foremost, it's following his word. If you're, if you're not following his voice, if you're not being led by him, if you don't have a full awareness of that, it's obeying his word, right? That, that's, that's an indication of God's heart and what he's about. So that, that's what I decided to do. The more I learned, I was just going to apply it in my life, right? And then I was being given directives and I would just follow through as I got those directives. And so one of my first one happened to be get involved in serving in this specific ministry. And so I did that. So just to give anybody who feels like, well, I don't, I don't know if I can have a relationship with God. I'm not sure where to start. Like I hear you. And that's where it all started. For me, God's Vibes Matter started from this place where I had a business that was called God's Vibes, not God's Vibes Matter. It was called Vibes Matter. So essentially, I believe, right, how you think affects how you feel, which affects how you show up in the world. So you better start checking your vibes. In other words, you better do your inner work because that affects everything that is outside of you. You've got to start internally when we're wired to operate externally first. So that's where Vibes Matter came from. Now, when it came to the season where I was being led to write for the first time, I got the download for the title of God's Vibes Matter. And I'm like, that's interesting. Like I'd always said vibes matter, but what does God's vibes matter? And what I received from God was that, yeah, vibes matter, but mine are the only ones that really do. They're the only ones that you really want to tune into so that you can discern and differentiate between mine and yours, between mine and the world's, between mine and the enemies. It's subtle, but it's really, really important in terms of what we tune ourselves to, okay? And when you think about a frequency or a tune, one of the quickest way to 
get clear on this is thinking of a radio station. You've probably heard that analogy before. In order to tune into a radio station, you've got to fine tune the dial to get just to it. Like the best way you can think of this is a road trip. <laughs> and if you're not listening to, you know, an app of some kind or streaming from some device, if you're just doing the radio, you've got to tune it sometimes or you've got to just hit the seek until it finds a station that has a clear signal. Okay, so if we are committed to building our life on a firm foundation, the rock, right? Then we've got to know the word and be able to build our life on the word first. And then as we read the word through the power of the Holy Spirit within us, we're able to experience the word as alive and active and apply it personally to our lives, which is super, super important. Okay, so I want to break this down. All right. Unless we expect to see and hear from the unseen realm, the supernatural realm, right, then our experience will be limited to our limited expectations. So in other words, our expectation will create the measure of our reception. Okay. Once we're able to admit that we have a spirit that is aware of and has knowledge about a realm that our brain cannot see or hear, then we will have made the first step in our journey of walking according to the spirit. Okay. We can't say that we're walking according to the spirit if we're still trying to navigate through logic and reasoning our own understanding, if we're just trying to navigate through our feelings or our senses, like our five senses from what we can see, feel, touch, hear in the natural, right? We're still not activating our our spiritual senses at all. And spiritual senses are different than natural senses. They can resemble that, right? We can hear God. We can perceive God. We can get a knowing or an impression in our spirit from God. We can dream with God, right? We can hear an audible voice of God or a still small voice from God. There's many ways that we can sense God and and really receive wisdom and understanding and knowledge that we can obey and follow through on from him. And it's different from our logic and it's different from our natural senses. So perhaps if we train our brain to allow our spirit to see for us rather than allowing the brain to be the only reliable source of sight, we could begin to walk in the spirit like the word says. Okay, so the word also says we need eyes to see and ears to hear. So it's not that we're blind or that we can't hear, but in terms of the spiritual realm, that's true. A lot of folks live their life completely shut off from their spirit. So they can't live a spirit-led life and they can't lead from the spirit because of that. All right, so think about that. Think about that. You have a spirit. When you are born again, you have the spirit of the Lord, right? That resurrecting spirit, that resurrection power on the inside of you. Literally, that's what's empowering you and fueling you, okay? But we're going to be limited in our spirit if we're not expecting to receive from the spirit and allowing ourselves to trust what the spirit is sensing, hearing, and seeing, Okay, we must lean on our spirit, which is a valuable sense that is as real as the other five senses that we use. But that's something that we're not trained to do necessarily or accustomed to the to do. The world doesn't teach us that. Okay, so 
wanted to speak to this a little bit today because I had, like I mentioned, a couple of things come up. One of them was I was in a conversation and this particular individual said, I have a great relationship with God. I don't need to read the word. My wisdom said, I am not clear what your relationship with God is. That's something personal between this person and God. However, from personal experience and what I know, I don't know God apart from his word. I don't. I have to read the word. Like, that's part of it. Like, I've got to study to show myself approved, like the word says. I've got to meditate on the word day and night to know if I am building my life on a firm foundation and whatsoever is pure, lovely, noble, praiseworthy, if I'm focusing on the right things, or if I'm just leading my own agenda, or if I'm just even being manipulated by the enemy in some way, or chasing after some sort of cultural value, right? I've got to be able to distinguish the difference, and I'm not going to be able to if I'm not studying the word, okay? So I want to hold that up for for somebody that might feel similar. I don't need to read the word. I challenge you that you do. And I encourage you to read the word so that you can experience that becoming alive and active for you. The word is such a, a powerful tool and it's our weapon, right? It's our weapon of warfare in the world. So what I like to do is study any area for two things, an area where I'm experiencing a weakness of some kind or an area where I need to increase my faith, okay? So there's a saying that any area in your life that doesn't glisten with hope is under the influence of a lie. So if I don't have hope in some area, it's likely that I'm believing a lie and I stop releasing my faith in that area of my life. So if I have, let's say, hopelessness, I'm going to go study on hope or I'm going to go study on faith so that I can start increasing that and start releasing that and declaring what the word says into that area of my life. Okay, so let's take a relationship. If I feel hopeless or powerless about some sort of relationship, what's the lie that I believe? That it's always going to be like this, that I'm not going to change, that this person's not going to change, that we've come as far as we can go that this relationship is doomed, right? Like I'm just trying to give you ideas of some of the things that we think, but we don't always vocalize. Okay, well, what's the lie? All right, and then what does God say? Is it true? Does that agree with what the word says? All right, it might be impossible with man, but all things are possible with God. And last time I checked, God has the final say. So if I were to get an agreement with God for this relationship in my life, what does that now look like? What is God guiding me to release over that area? And that can be my prayer also. God, I repent for my hopelessness. And in your name, I ask for you to reveal your hope and your vision. Give me revelation of what you see over this relationship. Give me revelation of what you want me to agree with and partner with. What is your heart for this relationship in Jesus' name? And expect that he'll answer you and expect that he'll guide you in his word to what he wants to reveal to you. And a lot of times, friend, (laughs) what happens for me is it's something that I need to change. It's an area that I need to renew my mind. It's an area where I need to shift my attitude or my perception. It's an area where I need to start behaving in a different kind of way. It's usually about me and not about the other person. Okay, a lot of times, like when we work with God and when we read his word, it's like a mirror. 
that, that reveals our insides, that lets us know what we're thinking. What is our thought vibration? What is our thought frequency? Does it align and tune finely with God vibration or no? What have I been speaking? Our words, right? Our tongue that is in our mouth, can the same tongue, right, that speaks blessing, can speak cursing over our life. What is, and again, when we speak something, there's a frequency of what we're speaking, okay? There's a tone. There's a tonality to it, right? If you've ever studied tone, you know, you could say one word, but if the tone is off, you know that means something totally different, <laughs> right? So the tone or the words that we say, right, they're, they're fueled by something. There's a frequency to them. There's an intention behind it. There's a motive behind it. There's a belief behind it. We can't see that stuff, but there's a frequency. There's an energy of it, right? And that we need to investigate. Is what we're saying in agreement with God's truth, with what God's word says, all right? And then our actions. Are we obeying the word of the Lord? Are we obeying God's direction? Right? Or are we just doing our own thing? Or are we agreeing with God in the morning, but then drifting into the negative and trying to pick up all the things on our, on our own and in our own strength throughout the day? Right? Are we being disciplined in self-control? Are we exercising the fruit of the Spirit? What are we creating a harvest of in our life? Are those things matching up with God vibration, okay? So break down God vibes. This was where the other question came in. So let me shift into that now. I had somebody ask me, so talk to me about vibes <laughs> and specifically what God's vibes matter means, which I love, right? Because that's, that's a journey and it's a personal journey. So how I discover God personally is how I really recognize and come to understand the fullness of how God's vibes matter to me personally. And that's different. It's a different journey with God for every person and it comes out of personal relationship with God, right? Now, think about this. So in the world, there are many different vibes. Okay. In the world, we might describe a vibe typically as, oh man, I love your vibe, which could be your energy. It could be an atmosphere that you sense or you pick up on when you walk into a room. It could be an environment. Oh, the vibe was just off in there. I don't even know, but it was just off or like, oh, he had like a really horrible vibe, like low energy, bad attitude, funky mood, like weird mannerisms, wasn't picking up on what he was laying down, right? Like was not feeling it, okay? So a vibe is a frequency. It's something that we pick up on, but it's intangible, all right? And a lot of people can make impressions or judgments and they'll make up their mind based off of a vibe, all right? And a lot of the worldly vibes lead us into rebellion against God, Okay, a lot of the worldly vibes are not leading us and pointing us to God. They're pointing us into rebellion and causing us to drift away from God. Okay, whether that be music, which has its own beats and vibes, right? Whether that's certain atmospheres that we have no business being in <laughs> that, that are not good for our character development and who we're on this earth to be. Whether that's, you know, the vibe of a culture or people that we're connected to that are not helping us grow and mature in Christ at all and in our Christ-likeness, whether that is different, it could even be a job that's that's not 
allowing you to grow into your potential at all. That's a negative environment that could be infecting you if you're not strong on your inside, right? So the way the world works, it's subtle, okay? That's how the enemy operates. He likes to be under the radar so that you're being pulled away. And it doesn't always feel bad at first, but that's, that's how it works. It's usually like a temptation, and then you convince yourself that it's okay. And it's often counterfeit as well. It's part of what you want, but you know it's not the real deal. And it's usually a quick fix. <laughs> it's usually instant relief from a longer journey where you would grow and develop to get your real reward. And and so an example of this, a lot of times that comes to a financial shortcut. And it says in the word that God's blessing adds no sorrow to it. Okay, so there's some, the enemy blesses us too, but there's often sorrow connected to it. So there's, there's subtleties. An example is the world will tell us not to have expectations so that we're not disappointed. But if we don't have expectations, that actually means that we're not releasing our faith. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. That's subtle. But if I just go off what the world says, if I just go off what social media says, and if I let social media grow me up, I'm in big trouble when it comes to the kingdom, right? A lot of things in the world try to distract us. They try to stir us up. They try to steal our joy, our peace, our contentment. They try to get us going after this rat race and pursuing things so that things have us, right? They get us going after gifts versus going to the giver, right? They do a lot of things against our character development and it's subtle. It's subtle, okay? And God has a good plan for us promises to give us a hope in a future, right? The world will do that, but it's always under a disguise, right? It, it leads into wickedness and evil of many kinds, and we need to be able to discern the difference. So God's vibes, to me, has been a journey, and it's an ongoing journey. We don't arrive, right? It's an ongoing journey of discovering what are God's thoughts? What is God's heart? What is God's love? Because unless I've encountered God's love, how am I actually going to understand self-love? Like, please tell me that. In my experience, I don't, right? I can't go get a pedicure and feel better. For five minutes, maybe. I could go buy a purse and be like, yeah, it's a really cute purse, but that didn't solve my heart issues. I still have those, right? Like, I need God's love to radically change me from the inside out. I need to encounter that. I need to know what that is so that I can be full of that, right? And the world doesn't give me that, right? And uh, so what is what are God's thoughts? What is God's heart? What what is what does God want? What does God require? What it, what is the call of God? How do I know what that is? What is my my purpose, right? As as a child of God, what does that look like? right? How do I grow up and mature in Christ? How do I become more Christ-like, right? Well, the fruit of the Spirit and studying the fruit of the Spirit. Or as I wear my armor of God, I start to experience, oh, normally when I would have behaved in this old nature, now I'm being empowered to show up because I'm using my armor to do these things. So for example, in a, in a situation where I could have lost my peace, I'm hanging on to it and I'm like calm, cool, collected, and using wisdom versus just reacting to something, right? 
Or because I've been reading my word, Proverbs is a great place to really study. I know when to hold my tongue and be silent versus just airing out everything that I have to say. I learned to control and discipline myself and exercise self-control because I've been studying and I know what the word tells me to do. I know what I could do in this moment, but I know I'm redeemed when I could do something, but I choose to do something different. Okay, but I'm not going to do that if I don't know what God's vibes are. If I don't know what God wants, if I don't know what God requires, if I don't know how God is guiding me, how does God guide me? What are my spiritual senses? I started learning a lot about that from the prophetic, right? Okay, if I have this spirit of God in me, I can be led by it. I can I can be guided by it. I can hear God in different ways. I can perceive God in different ways. And I'm going to grow in my understanding and in my awareness of that because that is powerful to me. That's another level of empowerment for being in this world, right? The only relationship <laughs> that I can count on, the only thing that is consistent and stable and unchanging is God. And in the world that is all over the place, I need to be rooted in something that doesn't move, that doesn't change, that doesn't shake when everything else does, right? Or I'm going to shake <laughs> or I'm going to crumble, right? So think about that. God's thoughts, his heart, his ways, how he moves, what it feels like to have an encounter with God, his spirit, right? Inner healing, the prophetic, these are all ways of, of breaking down God vibration. What does that mean for me personally? How do I know when I'm like, ooh, ooh, the spirit is here. Yes, right? Speaking in tongues and having a spiritual language. That That's a great way to pray. When I don't know what to pray, I start using my prayer language, right? So this all comes because you can grow in, in levels with God. You can grow in different levels and a lot of breakthrough happens spiritually before it happens in the natural, okay? So think about that. God vibration and God's vibes matter is doing a shift. It's saying, you know what? I've been tuned to what this person says matters. I've become a really great people pleaser. I've become codependent. I've become dependent on a drug. I've become dependent on uh, a bill <laughs> or like a, a salary. I've become dependent on, you know, playing a role of some kind. That is what I'm dependent on, right? And I've been pleasing and I've been catering and I've been accommodated and I've lost my sense of self. Like I don't, I don't actually know who I am and I don't, I don't even know what I'm being led by. I'm just doing what I think I should be doing. But, but who's even guiding that? That doesn't seem right, right? So it's investigating how you've been doing things. Or, you know, maybe I've been chasing after all these things of the world. Like, I think that I'm supposed to, you know, be a certain size or have a certain image or have a certain job or live in a certain state or be in a certain zip code or whatever. And those are the things that I'm running after. But maybe I'm achieving those things and I just feel empty. Like, what? Like, th these are the things I quote unquote should want. That's the vibe, right? Like, that's what I should be highlighting on my social media feed, but that's doing nothing for me, actually. Like, why am I running after these things when it's giving me nothing in return? Like, is this what I'm about? Am I shallow? Right? Like, what, what gives here, right? Or, you know, maybe I've been running after this dream all my life, but it was never my dream. So... It's, it's being able to say, okay, the vibes that I've been vibing with 
are not a good representation of me. And actually, if I'm honest, I've vibed and tuned into or partnered with or agreed with these things for so long, even though they feel inauthentic, even though I feel called to more, even though they seem shallow in some kind of way, I have agreed and partnered with those things and engaged with those things and focused on those things and pursued those things for so long that I realized I never got busy about the things of God or concerned myself with his kingdom at all, which means I don't know God. I don't know his vibe. I don't know what a God vibration feels like. I don't know what that even means. I don't know God's thoughts. I don't know his word. I don't read his word. I don't study his word. I don't meditate on his word. I don't know if I'm hearing a word from God or if it's just a word of encouragement. I don't know (laughs) if what I'm feeling is the Holy Spirit or if it's just, you know, a feel good moment. I don't know God. And it's deciding, okay, that's kind of a scary place to be. (laughs) And I can either stay awkwardly in this place or I can do something about it. And we all have a decision. We can say, well, I don't, I don't know the word or, you know, when I read the King James Bible, I don't get it. Okay, cool. But that's an expectation. And that's what we're saying. Is that working for you? Do you actually want to know God? Do you actually want to make space in your life for God? Do you actually want to align your life with God? A great question would be is how is your life working without God? And if we get honest, usually it's not working at all, right? And if it is, it's because we're trying to hold it all together and we know that we're not that powerful at the end of the day. Only a matter of time before it falls down. Unless the Lord builds the house, it will not stand, okay? That could save a lot of people from getting started on the wrong things. So it's making a decision to shift from the vibe, the trending vibes that the culture thinks are cool, that the world thinks are cool, that people close to you think are cool, and being willing to be bold, courageous, and brave enough to commit to pursuing God with all of your heart. That, that means evaluating what have you been pursuing with all your heart. A great way you can check, look at your bank statement. <laughs> Look at your receipts and what you've been buying, eating, consuming. Look at what you've been pursuing. Check your bank statement. Check your phone. That will say a lot, right? The amount of time that you spend on your phone, the amount of time that you spend on things that likely aren't giving back to you, pull back some of that and start investing that in God. Invest that in a course, right? Invest that in reading the word and spending time with God and journaling, right? In prayer and and doing a devotional and fasting and praying, right? Start making shifts to make room for God in your life. What that looked like initially for me, like I said, was not only going out and getting a Bible and reading it and setting up time and, and starting to hear and listen to God and obey him, right? But it also meant removing things from my life. So I stopped watching TV Not that I watched it a ton anyway, but I just removed that. Any time that I would go and do that, I'm going to get in the Word instead. I stopped running with certain circles that I knew were not life-giving and that I didn't need to be in. And I just decided, even for a season, however long that was in this particular season, I was giving myself at least a year. (laughs) Ended up being longer. But I, I started saying at least a year, I'm not going to be social. I'm going to just chase the Lord. So anytime I would be asked to go out and do things, I would say, no, I'm busy. I'm busy. I've got an appointment with God today. All right. So I would make that space. I started writing when I hadn't been writing. I started listening to sermons and making sure that I was getting the word 
inside of my heart and in my spirit because it says faith comes by hearing, not just any kind of thing, hearing the word of God. So I knew that I wasn't hearing the word of God. So anytime I was in the car, anytime I was out running, anytime I was doing errands, I had earbuds in and I was listening to a sermon. I was getting the word of God into me and starting to really, really get it and letting it get into my spirit. And by faith, I was trusting that the more I heard, the more I was going to get, the more I was going to understand, the more I was going to gain. Okay. I started serving in ministry. I started doing many things, but I really want to highlight, I started removing a lot from my life too, to create more space, to make way for God in my life so that I could start understanding, well, if I don't recognize God vibration, if I can't understand what God's vibes are, then I'm going to learn what his word says. Then I'm going to start practicing my senses and start activating what his word says. I'm going to start praying. I'm going to start declaring. I'm going to start pursuing God legitimately with all my heart, getting up early, spending time with God first thing, building my schedule around God, obeying what God tells me to do and start building a track record with God because that is what I'm committed to doing. And if you have to start like me where you give yourself a year commitment, do that. If you've tried everything else, why not try God vibes and catch the God vibration and see what that does to your life. I will say one of the things that started happening and how I knew I was being transformed, I was delivered from health issues. My mind was becoming more clear and calm. I wasn't, you know, a worry ward. I wasn't tripping about the future all the time. I was able to just stay in the present. And I couldn't even do that in yoga. Okay, what I couldn't get to in yoga, God did for me. All right, I started pursuing things and just seeing doors open for me. And I wasn't struggling and fighting my way or forcing my way in any kind of way. I just heard this is the divine inspiration. Follow through and this door will open for you. Okay, followed through, it happened. So hustle mode started to cease in my life. I started to just be a content human, (laughs) right? Like I started to operate completely different. I started to set a different standard for my life. I started building what I call integrity momentum where I just kept promises with myself and I got better at doing that. I built more trust and more confidence through that, right? It just was so, so powerful. And so what I was gaining was emotional intelligence and wisdom, right? And self-control, all of my inner life. I call it self-mastery. I was starting to master this inner life, which radically started changing my outer life. And because I did that, I started discerning and recognizing the season that I was in. I started perceiving problems differently. I started seeing them as opportunities. I started recognizing what God was doing in certain environments. And so rather than quitting a job, I stayed at a job. And and now you know, started experiencing blessings because of that. Because I started writing, God published these books, right? That I never saw myself doing. That was not the plan, right? Because I was willing to risk and to pivot, I had doors open for me that I would have never even thought of stepping foot into, right? Just things radically started changing. And so that's what I want to invite you to experience. If you are currently chasing after God with all of your heart, pursuing him with all of your heart, and you're growing in your knowledge of God's vibes and you truly understand that they matter and that's what you're running after with all you've got, go deeper. (laughs) 
there's always deeper to go. And the higher we go in life, the more responsibility we're given, the deeper our roots in God have to be, right? So I really want to encourage you, if you are chasing after God and pursuing him with all your heart, you know that God's vibes matter. I'm giving you a fist bump right now. Go deeper. And if you're new, be encouraged that transformation is the norm, <laughs> that, that living blessed and highly favored is the norm, that giving your life to God is the best decision you can ever make, that, that walking in the newness of life and experiencing the John 10, 10 abundant, full life, powerful, that, that being joyful and full of righteousness, peace, and joy is one of the best legacies that you can create for those that are connected to you. It's so, so worth it is what I want to encourage you with today. So, I hope this brought some clarity around God vibration to you. If it did, make sure that you follow, that you comment, that you share. That's the best way to share this with those that you love. Sharing is caring. You can also connect with me over at julianapage.com and all of the social medias are on there too. So you can make sure to follow me and connect with me over there. And just hashtag God's vibes matter. They absolutely do. I don't know about the other ones, but I will tell you from personal experience, and this is what I will always say, God's vibes matter and they're the only ones worth pursuing. All right, guys, until next time, stay blessed.